Hello and welcome to the Desperate and Appalling podcast series. My name is Paul Sloan and together with my co-author Des McHale we've written a number of books ranging from uh, lateral thinking puzzles, mathematical lateral thinking puzzles, world's best word puzzles, one, two, three, four, wacky, witty and wonderful words are some of the books we've written. And in this series of podcasts, we chat about puzzles, situations, words, anything that takes our fancy. So please sit back, enjoy the podcast. And if you like it, come back and listen to some more. OK, I'm here with my co-author, Des McHale. Uh, Des, how are you doing today? Very well, thank you. And I believe you've got your vaccine tomorrow. Going to have my jab tomorrow. It's very exciting. Yeah, but uh, I, I'm not a sort of one of these anti-vax people, but uh, I think you're always a little bit wary. It's a, I've had bad reactions before to various vaccinations, so I'm keeping my fingers crossed. But so, do you I know where the word? Uh, do you know where the word vaccine comes from? Yeah, I have a good idea. It comes from cows, I think, from cattle. Yeah, they... from the Latin vaca for cow. Yeah. Because the English country doctor Edward Jenner who lived from 1749 to 1823, used cowpox material in his research, which led to an effective vaccine against smallpox. And some people think that his work has saved more lives than the work of any other person that's ever lived. Very probably. It's amazing how relevant words can become to current situations. I was just looking at an osmia last night. And I mean, that's a word that most people hadn't heard about. And it means the loss of a sense of smell. And it's become very relevant because it's a, a side effect of COVID for lots of people. So words yeah. come in and out of vogue. And uh, that's one that's very much uh, in vogue at the moment. So I'd like today to talk about our new book, uh, which is called 1234 Wacky, Witty and Wonderful Words. The 1234 is written as numbers. 1234 Wacky, Witty and Wonderful Words. It's available on Amazon um, and through bookstores. They can order it. And um some of the royalties, the proceeds, go to support Step by Step, which is a charity which helps disadvantaged young people. So what's your reaction on seeing the book, Des? What do you think of it? I was absolutely delighted. I think it's it's beautifully produced, and I think it's a book that you can pick up. I mean, I must say, I think it's a book for the loo. You know, you pick it up, you read it there. I mean, it's a, it passes the time, and uh, it's it, it's very nicely produced, and it, it's marvellous what can be done nowadays with books. I mean, there was a time when you were totally at the mercy of publishers, but now you can have such good input yourself into design and everything else. It's a, it's a whole new era. Yes, it is. Let's tell people what's in the book because it's a bit hard to explain. It's a collection of our favorite words, but they, they're not all of one kind. Some are funny, some are remarkable for some property that they have, and some have strange derivations or strange stories. So what I suggest we do is we look at some of the A's today um, and just read out one or two of the entries and um, see, see what we have here. So Alice is an anagram of another girl's name, Celia. Yeah. And Dorothea is in a rearrangement of Theodora. So we've got a few anagrams in here. I'll tell you something else I notice in the A's. A lot of words that begin with A-L come to us from the Arabic, like alcohol. Alcohol is an Arabic That's word right, meaning yeah. powder to, to stain eyelids. Also algebra, which turns out to be my job, which is uh, something that most people don't know. I mean, it, yeah, it comes, it comes from, the from Arabs an Arabic originally. word meaning the yes, reunion yeah. of broken parts. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the idea there was if you had an equation and you had X equals Y and then you could have X plus A equals Y plus A. If you add something to the left hand side, then you have to add the same thing to the right hand side. So that's where the broken parts comes from. Oh, very good. And, and alchemy, alchemists. 
and chemistry, I think, comes from the, the, the Arabic. So um, what are some of your favourite words from the A's? Well, I like an Ali Compooster. Uh, an Ali Compooster is a word from Cornish. Which there are very few words from Cornish in the English language, but it means shipshape and correct and proper, which is very nice. I also like an alliumphobe. I'm a confirmed alliumphobe. And that's What's somebody one of those? who hates garlic. I really I, do hate garlic. The how stuff can you hate awful. garlic? Garlic's it's, it's wonderful. Awful. I once actually, no, you won't believe this. I once actually formed an anti-onion society because I hate onions too. You don't. And at, at, at sub branches uh, for garlic and for chives and for leeks and all those dreadful things. They're, they're poisons. They shouldn't be allowed as foodstuffs. Garlic is the but worst. The food me. in your house must be so bland. What am I have? If you don't have onions taste, and you don't have garlic, you're, just, it, it tastes nice. That's all I can say about it. All right. Uh, so you are an aliumfo. And, I'm an and um, I, I see one of the entries here is allocate. It's what you say when you meet Kate. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. Well, that's what I like about her book. They've got these words which all of a sudden you're reading serious stuff and you're throwing a joke and it just hits you when you're not expecting it. And that's the best type of joke. I also very much like the word amethyst. Amethyst comes from Greek words meaning amethos, without drunkenness. And the myth, and it certainly is a myth, that no matter how much alcohol or wine you drank, if you were wearing an amethyst pendant or you drank it from an amethyst goblet, you couldn't get drunk. Now try telling that to the judge. Yeah, I'd like to, I'd like to test that uh, theory. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wouldn't. <laughs> but by the way, here's a little joke about words, if you, if you want to joke. Go on, tell there, me. There was, there, there was this guy who was very poor at conversation, and he never could take part in genuine conversation. So he went to a counsellor, and the counsellor said, look, what you should do is just read, read, read books, pamphlets, encyclopedias, dictionaries, just read, read, read. And then when a lull comes in the conversation, just slip in an interesting bit of information that you have learned. So he did this and he was in, in company one night and there was a silence in the conversation. And he suddenly said, speaking about aardvarks. <laughs> I, I just love that joke. It's so deliberate. It's so clumsy. It's so childish. And the poor guy was trying very, very hard. Double A at the very beginning. That was the very first two you read. So I like that one. And Aardvark is in the book. And it's, it's in the book, um, yeah. It's yeah. one of the first entries. What, if, it, it, if, it's if Aardvark, Nora... but someone's got to do it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, the other one is, why do anteaters make such poor soldiers? Because Aardvark never killed anybody. <laughs> Very nice. Very nice. But Aardvarks uh, would have been the first entrance in the Ark if Noah had admitted animals in alphabetical yeah. order. And yeah, Aardvark yeah. is Dutch or maybe Afrikaans for Earth Pig. I also like Adam's apple. Now, the, the story is that Adam and Eve were in the garden and uh, Eve gave Adam an apple to eat. That's right. Blame the woman every time. And uh, the apple got stuck in his throat, leaving this bit protuberance in the throat. But Mark, Mark, Mark Twain said it was there to keep the hangman's rope in place, which is a beautifully cynical explanation. Yes. For part. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. kind of scary, yeah. that one. Yeah. yeah. So Amanuensis. An Amanuensis is a literary clerk who writes from dictation, and it comes from the Latin servus a manu, meaning a slave at hand. Yeah. You have a slave at hand to write things down. That's what we could do with, actually. That's what a PA is, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also like arachbuterophobia, which is, is a is hysterical reaction to peanut butter sticking to the roof of your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite rare, but it can be quite frightening when it actually happens. Well, so, Des, are you an autodidact? I wouldn't think so. And I mean, there are very few true autodidacts 
about. I mean, I've written some stuff on a man called George Boole, who was one of the founders of computer science, and he claims to be almost entirely self-educated. But it's extremely difficult to be completely self-educated. Oh, yeah, but an to... autodidactic it, it's not completely self-educated. They, they have taught themselves to some extent. Yeah, and, well, and to an to, and and we all be are autodidacts in the sense that once you've learned to read, and learned to to and have curiosity, then as you go through life, you keep learning new things. That's very true, but it's very difficult to teach yourself basics. Somebody, a parent or a teacher or a mentor, has got to teach you things, and I think we underestimate just how much um, other people teach us, and we learn from other people. If you were just dropped isolated from another planet and you to learn everything. First of all, you wouldn't survive. There'd be nobody there to give you food or you look after you or give you shelter and clothing. But in terms of information, almost nobody could teach themselves completely. You've got to get the basics from somebody else. So that's why teachers, I think, are some of the most important people in the world. And that's where you get your first uh, knowledge of words from, of course. It's the word. I still remember being correct. Every time I write the word there, T-H-E-I-R, I remember in school, I had written the word T-H-E-R-E instead of what I meant there. And I remember the teacher drawing a line through it and telling me I mustn't make that mistake again. And that's, that's you know, that's 60 years ago. And that still remains in my mind from this teacher. And he probably had forgotten all about me or forgotten about that incident. But I remembered it because it's the correct spelling of a word. It's true. I, um, and the things you learn at school stay with you all your life. The stuff I learned at university, most of which I, I've forgotten or not used, but you know, where to put an apostrophe in its or your, yeah, that's things true. like yeah, that are yeah, really yeah. important uh, yeah. and you learn them at school. Yeah. And I remember our French teacher when I was at secondary school, he came in his very first lesson, his very first words were to us, it was, um, mes excuses, je suis en retard, which means, sorry, I'm late. And he said this, and he repeated it over and he made it, and we said, mes excuses, je suis en retard. We used to, Michel Lebrun, he was called, we used to call him Panka for some reason. And yeah. then 50 years later, I went to a meeting in Paris and I walked in, I was late, and I said, mes excuses, je suis en retard. And I thought of Michel Lebrun, who was long since dead, yeah. Uh, yeah. But, but his tiny influence, the things that the, the teachers do have a lot lasting yeah. Yeah. impact. Yeah. And words are the ultimate medium of communication, especially for teaching. I mean, you can talk about videos and sort of visual media and all that type of thing, but words and listening to them really are the ultimate way of expressing your thoughts and feelings. And it's, it's, it's something we grow to love, I think. You know, I, mean, I think part of the problem with educational systems is that they teach people stuff, but they don't teach them to love it. So you've got to love words, I think. And I mean, I think that's one thing about our book, that if you read it, you will love the words involved in there. You also know, the meanings of words, the derivations of words, and the humor connected with the words, I think, yes. is very, very important. And examples. Yeah, so, yeah words, words are amazing things, very precious things, and we just take them for granted. Yeah. Here's a word in, in the A's, antanaclasis. And it's, a word of, it's when a word or phrase is repeated, but in a different sense. So from, from the Greek, antanaclasis, meaning a reflection. And an example in the book is the American football coach, Vince Lombardi, who said to his team, if you aren't fired with enthusiasm, you will be fired with enthusiasm. Enthusiasm, very nice, very nice. And I, I, I also remember one which says, if you expect to rate, you can't expect to rate. Yes, if you expect that's, to rate. These are very clever. You but see, did you I, see I the think... example using the word buffalo? Uh, which is also in the book and buffalo <laughs> yeah. the word buffalo has three different meanings it means a mm. bison and it means a town in america near the niagara falls and it also means to bully 
And from that, those three different meanings, then you can get the longest grammatically correct sentence in English using just one word. And this is yeah. this sentence. Buffalo, buffalo, buffalo. Buffalo, buffalo, buffalo. Buffalo, buffalo. Uh, which means buffalo bison from the city of Buffalo. The other buffalo bison bully also bully buffalo bison. <laughs> <laughs> it's an example of Antana classes. I know it's extreme. I know it's ridiculous. Yeah. But we like the ridiculous yeah. and we yeah. like the extreme. Another one I like from the A's is the name Ellen Smithy. Now, it's not, not a real name, but if, if, if a filmmaker makes a film and it's a real, real turkey and he doesn't want his name to be associated with it, he puts directed by Ellen Smithy up on the screen. Or anywhere that's else it. in the credits. Yeah, that's right, yeah. <laughs> now, what about the word abophobia? And A-I-B-O-H-O-phobia. And abophobia is a an artificially constructed word it's a palindrome which means it reads the same way backwards as forwards like race car or madam and it means fear of palindromes and it was deliberately constructed by taking the suffix phobia and adding its reverse so a bit artificial a bit artificial i think but still <laughs> very clever well i think alphabet's a nice word and i think most people don't realize that it's actually derived from the first two letters of the greek alphabet alpha and beta and I think alphabetical order is probably the greatest invention ever made. And I once had a student, actually a college student, and I could not believe my ears when I said to him, put those in alphabetical order. And he said, well, I'm sorry, I never actually learned the alphabet. <laughs> Almost, can you imagine that? Yeah, Almost had, everybody on the planet has learned the alphabet. It's got no meaning. The alphabet doesn't have any meaning. It's an arbitrary random order of the letters. And it's just rote. You learn the alphabet as a rote thing. You can sing that song, you know, A, B, C, D, E, or whatever you like. But oh, please, don't please don't sing, Please don't sing. I wasn't singing. <laughs> uh, I, I think it's probably the most wonderful and useful invention ever made. And just imagine what life would be like without the alphabet. I think somebody well, has actually written a dictionary out of alphabetical order. You know, all the words are in there, but it's very, very hard do, to find. How, how would you know? The, the alphabet is one of mankind's greatest inventions, I think, because before the alphabet, we had pictograms and, and the Egyptians used hieroglyphics and the, the Chinese, to some extent, used uh, pictograms. And there you have to have a picture for the sun and a picture for a tree and a picture for a bird and so on. But you, and then if you want a picture for an abstract word like hope or destiny or something, you've got to artificially construct it. And then somebody else has to know what that picture means and then and they have to know how to pronounce it. That's and right. if you see a picture of some new word or new town, you wouldn't know how to pronounce it. But the alphabet, in just 26 characters, enables you to convey information, express a new word, and people would know, have a good idea how to pronounce it yeah. and, and, and what it meant. For example, we had a Latin teacher, and uh, he spent all his time talking about derivation of words, and he was absolutely wonderful. And he said he learned more from words than he learned from history books. And the example he used to give was that the Latin for money is pecunia, which we get pecuniary in English from. But he said pecus is, is the Latin word for a herd of cows. And he said money was cows in those days. And I think that that's, that's very interesting that you actually see a historical fact actually within the derivation or the meaning of a word. And it's just something I think that some of us like you and me pick up almost automatically. But so many people go through the educational system and they don't see the beauty of word. They see the utility may be okay, 
but they don't see the beauty of words, the connection of words and the derivations. And that's why I re I did Latin in school and it was one of the best things I ever did. It's the most wonderful, wonderful language. And I'd much prefer to have studied Latin than to have studied French or German or Italian, because you can study those languages very, very easily if you know the Latin roots of, of words already. Latin definitely helps. And, and we've got a lot of uh, words in the book which have Latin or Greek derivations and, and the derivations are given in most cases but I wouldn't want to give people the impression that it's a heavy academic book with a lot of etymologies there are also some uh, lighter things in it for example an archaeologist is somebody whose career is in ruins yeah <laughs> and did you know that an antelope is an insect who runs away to get married <laughs> very good <laughs> You know, even sometimes, even though you've written a book or collaborated in writing it, you forget what's in there. You do. And when you, you actually and, hear and something that comes from the... It's and when you go back, you it's, like, it's like meeting an old friend, isn't it? It is, absolutely, yeah. So I'll finish with just a couple of my favourite words from the A's, and they both come from the Aztec, um, and one of them is avocado. And avocado is the name for an oily fruit. It comes from the language Nahuatl, which is an Aztec language, where it meant the fruit, but it also meant a testicle because of the oh. shape of the fruit. The other word which I love is axolotl, A-X-O-L-O-T-L, which is a Mexican salamander, a type of amphibian that looks like a walking fish. And that is a wonderful Aztec word in use in the English language. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Paul, can I finish with a puzzle? Because I know people who do words like puzzles as well. And it's, I don't think even you, and who knows all puzzles, knows the solution to this one. And it's asking for a connection between tennis tournaments, chocolate bars, and jigsaw puzzles. So can you tell me what tennis tournaments, chocolate bars, and jigsaw puzzles have in common? I find them all difficult to complete. Yeah, very good. There, yeah. Apart from the chocolate bars. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, a tennis tournament, you get knocked out. A jigsaw puzzle, uh, jigsaw puzzle has a number of pieces. Uh, the chocolate bar, you break into pieces and then you can put them back together again. Yeah. Um, no, I give up. What's the answer? I'm not giving the answer. That, that, that That's the best <laughs> type of puzzle. So, All right, so the answer to, I, I haven't given the answer to anyone. I made up this puzzle myself. It's a good puzzle. It's a very difficult puzzle, but I haven't given the answer to anyone, not even you. Well, I hope, it's a, I hope it's a satisfying answer. Oh, it's a very satisfying answer. Listeners will have to wait answer. until the next... Uh, can you, will you promise to give the answer in the next episode? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> You're a hard man to that's, please. That's okay, an Irish promise. Maybe is an Irish promise, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you very but, much. Okay, thank you, Paul.